In June 2020, Meritalk and Cloudera hosted the Out in the Open Success with Supported Open Source webcast to discuss open source software, the innovation it contains, and the cost-effective results it offers when delivered securely. To follow up on this conversation, Steve O'Keefe, founder of Meritalk, and Henry Self, Chief Information Officer of Cloudera Government Solutions, sat down to dive even deeper into the value of supported open source. See how this technology is changing the way government operates to meet mission goals. I'm delighted to be joined by Henry Sell, who is the CIO for Cloudera Government Solutions. Henry, maybe you could tell us a little about yourself before we get into our discussion about open source. I understand that you served in the FBI and that you enjoy fly fishing. Uh, thanks, Steve, for having me on. Yes, love fly fishing. I've had a very diverse career, been working in the public sector in some form or fashion for almost the last 20 years. Infantry Marine Corps on the battlefield taught me a lot of lessons about tracking down bad guys and uh, leveraged that by moving into the FBI. I did that for uh, nearly a decade. And you know, throughout that whole time, was passionate about technology, solving really hard mission problems. So in the FBI, I use technology to do a lot of counterterrorism and cybersecurity work. Some of the forerunners of uh, the big data use within the government space. And for the last five years, came out and have been in the private sector community supporting many different public sector companies with a big data company that I'm a part of, Cloudera. We see a ton of different missions, everything from state, local, and higher education, doing cancer research to federal civilian work, um, taking the census to Department of Defense, which is, you know, missions near dear to my heart, protecting the warfighter. And I love being a part of that. Well, thank you for your service. And we're going to investigate open source as we go on and look at what has been happening from an expeditionary standpoint at the pointy end of the spear. So Henry, could you tell me a little more about Cloudera? What does Cloudera do? Yeah, so Cloudera is an enterprise data cloud company. And so that means that we're there with our customers through their entire data lifecycle. So we offer platforms that everything from the collection of data for streaming and, and data flow to the curation with data engineering. And then once you have data in, data warehousing for reporting, serving it up for mobile applications, and then making it available for machine learning AI. All of those things our company supports. And then, you know, if we talk about that from an enterprise perspective that we manage and secure that entire data lifecycle in any cloud or data center. Let's go to the big picture for a second. Why open source? Why go with an open source product, supported, unsupported? Why go open source? What's the value of open source? And why is it changing the way that government operates? When I was in the FBI, one of the things that we had is that you know, you have pockets of very, very smart people. And those very smart people would have a big problem, and we did too. And what we would do is we would try to solve it with a piece of technology in our one spot in our organization. The issue is that there were a hundred other different teams within the organization that needed that same help. And so rather than solving individual problems that one are limited often to the experiences of my single team. I could be working with an open source organization that has tens of thousands of different users, different organizations, different companies. I'll tell you, being in a position where I get to see what's happening in the private sector and I get to see what's happening in the public sector, there are lessons being learned in the private sector for scale and complexity and innovation around uh, analytics that can absolutely be applied 
into the government space and vice versa. And so by participating in an open source community, which has all of these different viewpoints, you have the possibility for incredible lessons learned, new innovation for scalability and flexibility in different technologies. That's where the excitement around open source is happening, right? Is that I'm not just restricted to the requirements and the things that I see with my, my own organization. I actually get to see the innovation and everything that I get from the entire world. And I think that's where people really love the open source community. Thank you. So if you might, what are the benefits of being part of an open source community? Well, one, I think the, the first part is the word open, right? There is complete transparency in an open source community. So that, that goes from everything from the discussions that happen between developers to the actual source code itself. Everything is, is open. But the next part is getting to have a diverse group of people that are trying to solve your problem from many different backgrounds. And I think that is some of the key parts of what actually leads to innovation. So I testified last week on IT modernization in front of the IT subcommittee on the House side. And funnily enough, I testified on exactly the same topic a decade ago. And very little candidly has changed, which is disappointing. Maybe you could give us some sense for why innovation is so important in the public sector. Yeah, sure. I, I think what attracts a lot of people to the open source community is, is that quick innovation, the exciting, hey, here's a new technology, here's, here it is to solve it. And oh, by the way, it's free and I can just go and access it, pull down the bits and move forward. And that's fantastic. And when you're working on a, you know, a, a little science project that doesn't have something that you need to really be concerned about, that's a great way to go. But when you start graduating things and you start putting them in production, and especially for the public sector space, when your mission starts depending on it, going unsupported is introducing a significant amount of risk. It isn't that you don't want to participate in the open source community, but you also want to have uh, an arm behind that open source community that can provide you support that when you have production down, when you have uh, security vulnerabilities, when you have things that you need to address issues that come with you know, the tough missions that are within the public sector space, you need that support. You need that enterprise readiness. So this notion of unsupported open source in government is a significant challenge. Could you provide some specific examples of government programs that are using unsupported open source code. Yeah, absolutely. It's happening uh, across the public sector space, everything from state, local, and higher education to our large federal public sector organizations. They are using technologies, uh, give you an example, in some of the large federal group, they, since 2009, have been some of the earliest adopters of big data, data technologies like Hadoop and were uh, key contributors to the Apache Hadoop community. Those technologies are leveraged by major organizations around the world. And when uh, many of those organizations were tackling the open source community, they're on the innovative trend, but then they were seeing that they're actually having production issues, that they were having to maintain very, very large organizations to support um, this community, to provide back, to receive. And so a significant amount of their budget was focused into just maintaining and keeping a platform up and running around that specific open source technology. As we look at unsupported open source, the alternative is an enterprise-ready platform, which is supported. Could you talk a little bit about the attributes of an enterprise-ready open source platform? Yeah, I think one of the best ways to do is just continue on with the example that I was using. 
right? Because if you if you look at those uh, the early communities uh, that were adopting the Apache Hadoop platforms, one of the things that they, you were talking about is anytime you had the platform go down, if you were developing, if there was a security issue that came out, they were having to take care of it on their own. We had organizations that were spending more than 60% of their uh, O&M budget just on maintaining and keeping a platform up and running. When you start looking at the transitions, we had one Department of Defense customer who was spending this, this significant amount, this 60%. And they started working with Cloudera to say that, okay, hey, look, we understand that we can go to the open source community and get the vanilla big data bits there. But if we come to Cloudera, what are we going to get? How do we gain benefit? And what we brought to the table was a 24-7 support, right? We were taking security vulnerabilities. What's often difficult within the open source community is that you have these hundreds of different projects that you actually put together like Legos to actually create you know, something that is useful. We took the configuration and the difficulties that are around that and, and made it available. And what that Department of Defense organization was able to do was then to go and take that and, um, and focus really on solving their mission and not maintaining the actual platform. Significantly reduced their, the budget down from 60% for their maintenance down to 20%. They didn't just take that 40% savings and you know, return it. They actually applied it to the mission. Right? They applied it to data scientists. They applied it to uh, saving the warfighter on the ground. That was pretty incredible. And that's just a, you know, a peek into the importance of supported open source. It's very interesting. Great points, Henry. But if you could, could you net down the three major benefits that an organization will realize from moving from unsupported to supported open source software? Absolutely. I, I think if I look at the top three, you have cost reduction, kind of what I described in that last piece. You have risk mitigation when you talk about you're not having to work about security vulnerabilities. And then absolutely the most important, mission value. Shorter time to mission value through using supported open source. So let's drill down on that mission value. Why is support for the code so important in mission-focused environments? Yeah, I'll give you a perfect example. Cloudera is a, a major provider of support of a data movement technology. It's our Cloudera Dataflow. And the underlying open source community is Apache NiFi. If you know any of the background on that, that came out of the NSA. It was developed for moving data across incredible diverse networks from any source to any de destination. I had a government agency give me a call. I had been talking with them. And they had been using the vanilla open source technology. They pulled down the bits, they installed it, and they were doing mission-critical work. Things that were giving them insight into worldwide events was critical to decision-makers in D.C., was critical to warfighters. So you can imagine the mission impact if something were to go wrong. Well, they called me because something was going wrong, because their production systems were down, because they didn't have anybody to communicate with. If you post to the open source community, you often have more than 24 hours before somebody posts their first response. You could have many, many days, if not weeks, before you actually get a response that causes your issue. So talk about a DoD organization like the one that called me. They can't afford days, right? They can barely afford minutes of their system being down. And when they called us, we were able to get them up and running, to get them in a supported configuration, to be able to help them to say, hey, look, this is absolutely critical. When the mission is on the line, we're here to back you up. And that's exactly what we were able to do. Right. It's the difference between phone a friend and phone an expert who's always going to respond immediately. 
Absolutely. Very, very significant in a mission-critical environment. So what sets Cloudera apart, and specifically what sets Cloudera open-source subscriptions apart from other options that are available in the marketplace? From Cloudera's perspective, the you know, uh, being an engineer at heart, something that's important to me is almost half of our company are engineers and have been working in this technology space for more than a decade on some of the world's most difficult and largest scale problems. When you look at just the open source community, we have over 275 committers. These are the people that are, can actually change the code, can change the direction and are a critical part of the open source community. So everything that we use, we also give back. From a customer's perspective, we're here 24-7 to provide expert guidance. And likely, we have seen the problem that you're encountering. So we're here to provide a number of different things, right? We talked about that, that mission value where we're helping to shorten the cycle to bringing use cases on board whether we're doing the risk mitigation for securing mission-critical workloads. It's hugely important to the government space is, is, is securing what you have, being able to address vulnerabilities uh, as they come up, and then cost reduction. As you've heard, and I'm sure you have testified and talked about, right, the different pieces with government clouds, cloud contracts, and competitions that are going on. You want the ability to be flexible, to be able to be on-premise, to be in you know, an Azure and AWS without re-architecting. And our support and software allows for those flexibility. And you have the expertise that are there to be with you from day one down to mission impact. So thank you for spending the time with us, Henry. You noted at the beginning that you're a fisherman. So how are you baiting your hook for what's to come after the election? What advice do you have for the new federal CIO as they come into office? Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the things that's near and dear to my heart, and I think that many CIOs, as they start gaining traction within their agencies and are developing strategies, you know, I think there's a, a tendency to do point solution strategies. And by that, I mean, what's your cloud strategy, right? That's a, you know, and oftentimes you'll hear that statement. And what I think is important, especially at a CIO level, is to zoom out and start actually thinking, what's your data strategy? Right, because your data strategy is distinctly different and incredibly important because data is the key for everything that is, is going on in your organization. How do you support your mission? How do you make critical mission success? And so when you talk about a data strategy, you start thinking differently. Where's my data currently located? How do I need to secure it? How do I need to govern it? How do I need to track its movement? How do I manage it? How do I analyze it, right? You start asking a lot of different questions about your data and how you handle it and your policies and the things that are critical to your mission success. And when you start thinking about those pieces and you start developing a strategy, then you start finding tools that allow you to implement that strategy. And I think that's what's key for a CIO is to think, think differently, right? Don't think point solutions. Think holistically about your overall problem. That'll allow you to start picking the right vendors. That'll start allow, allowing you to develop the right partners and start allowing you to implement and bring uh, faster time to target for your mission. Henry, thank you very much for joining us here today and sharing your perspectives. I guess it's open source, open book, and open opportunities to improve the future of federal government IT. Thank you, sir. I appreciate the time and thank you so much. <laughs>